electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Today on Squawk Pod, House Republicans unveiled their latest stopgap funding bill to avert a government shutdown with major disagreements across party lines. It's a continuing saga with what's happening in, in, in the House. Credit rating agency Moody's has changed the U.S. credit outlook to negative. Former Kansas City Fed President and CEO Esther George on the report. Our fiscal situation is not sustainable. And so, however, these rating agencies pin their marks on the U.S. economy, I think what is clear is that we're not on a good path and action will be required. Plus, Novo Nordisk's weight loss drug, Wegovi, is slashing the risk of serious heart events. Obesity Medicine Association President Dr. Angela Fitch on the findings. It's very important for us to recognize that obesity is treatable, and now we have a treatment that can prevent heart attack and stroke at the same time. I'm CNBC producer Zach Felici. It's Monday, November 13th. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back, goodbye, in three, two, one, cue, please. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin, and it's a Monday. On Saturday, House Republicans unveiling a stopgap funding bill to avert a government shutdown. It's set to begin, if it were to, this weekend. House Speaker Mike Johnson opting to try a two-step continuing resolution. This is an untested funding approach aimed at appeasing some far-right Republicans who've rejected continuing resolutions. Under this plan, several spending bills need to keep the government open would then be extended effectively to January 19th, while the remaining bills would then be extended to February 2nd. The plan wouldn't impose spending cuts, but also wouldn't implement tougher or wouldn't implement tougher immigration rules at the U.S. and Mexico border. The plan also omits supplemental funding for Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan. Now, Johnson said the bill would stop what he's calling, quote, the absurd holiday season omnibus tradition of massive loaded up spending bills introduced right before the Christmas recess. And Congressman Chip Roy is one of the uh, House members who has rejected continuing resolutions without budget cuts. He posted on X the following. He said, my opposition to the clean CR just announced by the Speaker of the House GOP cannot be overstated. Funding Pelosi level spending and policies for 75 days for future promises. That's tough. I mean, he, what he's doing irritates some in his party on this. The like everything else. Be able to get yeah. some of the Democrats to sign off on this, but that's a pretty. Um, and you need the Senate and the White House uh, right. on, on top of all of it. But that's why McCarthy's gone, because he had, you know, 90 Republicans voted against and he had more Democrats than Republicans. And I don't know whether this something similar happens here. If you don't get the uh, it's a continuing uh, saga with what's happening in, in, in the House. South Carolina uh, Senator Tim Scott has suspended his campaign. Uh, to be the Republican presidential candidate. He withdrew from the race last night, acknowledging that his strategy wasn't working. Uh, That uh, 
else? So what, what that, we're down to four. Is that a Christy, Haley? We got Christy, Haley, Haley Ramaswamy, and DeSantis. Yeah. Okay, so now what do you do? Uh, you watch SNL this weekend? The Open? Is that it's on? rather hilarious. Well, you can watch it afterwards. You can watch it. It's on YouTube the day after. What was it about? It was the opening. De- they redid the opening oh, debate. The debate. Yeah. And it was quite hilarious. But then they all froze and Trump came on. Boy, Ron DeSantis, even SNL doesn't think he has a chance. <laughs> if they did, it'd be like Paul Rudd or something in there, right? <laughs> and, it was, and he basically just commented on all of them. And said this whole thing is like ridiculous. You shouldn't be watching. Who played Trump? The fellow who did it last year, who's actually very good. Not obviously not um, <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, but he's, it, he's, but it was yeah. it was well done. It was got well some done. Other things going on. And the, the running joke was that half the actors didn't want to. Uh, the, the joke was that the actors didn't want. They hadn't like invested in the actors to play these roles because these roles are going away very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Oh goodness. Some new data over the weekend on Novo Nordisk's weight loss drug Wegovi. A study of people with obesity and heart disease, but not diabetes, found that weekly injections of the drug slashed the overall risk of heart attack, stroke, and death by cardiovascular causes by 20%. And here's what's pretty important and interesting, too. Researchers observed a reduction in overall cardiovascular events within months of patients starting that drug, even before people lost significant weight. Wegovy also decreased progression from prediabetes to diabetes by 73%, suggesting that the drug could be used as an early treatment. But this is weird. We were talking about it just uh, as we you, you were. Yep. You were. Gottlieb was on. Andrew yep. was. I think you were. You know, I was you, over at Lincoln you had Center a bunch of people that right? you, you know. That, you know, when we were doing the interview here, you were, had all kinds of things going on. We're talking, but uh, we had this conversation with Scott Gottlieb and. I asked, I said, okay, so it makes sense, you know, you lose weight and your heart, you have less cardiac events. And, but the point was, that was made was, it may not be related to that at all. And it was like, so you don't know why it, it, so your heart works better, but your kidneys stop working. We don't, we don't really know what's happening. That's not true, but if you don't know the mechanism for why you something is happening, right? are, are there side effects? If there's positive effects, great. But do we not know about side effects? And, and this wouldn't be the first time. Right. I, I've talked about the story about pulmonary hypertension is something that people get. Yeah. So they were taking this, this compound called sildenafil, right? Right. And, and they're taking it for pulmonary hypertension and they go, whoa! What is that? And that turned <laughs> into Viagra. Yes. And it became one of the best-selling right. drugs of all time for pulmonary, I think, minoxidil for Put hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not only talking about drugs that I like. There are other times this is, no, I don't. But no, but that's, I mean, you're right to worry about the unintended side effects. But this could have more miracles. It's very interesting. More miracle but but I, I certainly want to know but what the. What's the mechanism? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, why is it beneficial to the heart? How is, I mean, you know, it's diabetes. It is interesting because all these things initially were, were for diabetes, right? And right. it caused weight loss. So there are, but it'd be good to know, especially with. <laughs> That's causing it. Well, with all the, you know, the, after the vaccines and, you know, we hear, you see on. I just go back X. to FinFin. You know, that's, the, that's the thing that worries me. But. Look, if it's great news if it's stopping other things from happening. Too. Right, but 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 if you if you watch at night, watch any of the nightly news, you when they go through the side effects for these drugs that are for 
Uh, the one I saw just recently was for Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, and the side effects were just said so you can have sudden death, you can yeah. have something happen to your, you know, some horrible thing to your parent, whatever it's called, the peritoneum or whatever it is. It's a terrible part of your body that we don't want to talk about. But yeah, they specifically mention that something can, and the list of what it does wrong is much longer than, than the list of what Hopefully it does. Hopefully so, it's very rare side effects. But. Yeah. But I would like to know, and you know, we'll talk to, we have a doctor coming up and, and we'll talk about this, but I think this wasn't just for Wigovi. We were talking about it also in, in reference the to other the other ones, ones uh, too, not just weight loss. That's weird. But let's figure it out. Let's yeah. figure out why it's beneficial, make sure it's not good for the heart and bad for the liver, or something like that. Did you just come up on the liver? There wasn't- Liver, kidney, no, there's nothing. Yeah. That's why I switched from liver, I switched okay, from kidney over to liver. No, yeah. there's no, no reason to think of. there's anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if side, when you hear all the side effects, it yeah. like, affects everything. Meantime, let's talk about uh, the box office, because over the weekend, uh, the latest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is also its lowest grossing. The Marvels brought in just $47 million in the U.S. and Canada in its opening weekend. Early predictions had called for an opening round of $75 million, uh, but that was lowered to around $60 million uh, ahead of that Friday opening. The movie did slightly better overseas, bringing in $63 million internationally. I think they spent something on the order of $200 million. Then you've got to bring in the marketing budget. But at the same time, and I think I'm with Stephen King. I don't know if you saw him on X over the weekend. He said, why is there so much schadenfreude? There's all of the schadenfreude that the movie did terribly. And I think there's this view about... Because the series has done, the entire these, Marvel right. series has done so well. These kind of series. drives everybody else in Hollywood nuts. Right, drives everybody crazy. But I don't know. I, it's hard. For to me, it's because it's Disney. Oh, you, oh so you it. are... <laughs> yeah. No, but the other, the other reason... Root, I can't root for failure. And, and the also... Um, Business is war, Andrew. There's competition, but but um, I, I don't know. Disney just irritates me. But but, but even with um, Iger last week, he t said, "Yeah, I'm going to have to go in and really get more involved with the studio." Almost as if I think there was some understanding understanding that, thing, yeah. that this was. Well, not look, I think be they clearly had over the last two and a half years, irrespective of the succession issues or the other things. There's clearly a, there's been some creative issues at that company. That yeah. have, I mean, you've looked at just the, with all the IP that they have. That's what I was thinking. It shouldn't be hard with Pixar. You know, with, with all the money they spent buying all this fantastic stuff, and it looked like they spent too much, but it was paying off, right? Star Wars, all the stuff. Although the creative process is a tricky thing. It, it is, they, especially I think when everyone's on strike. Easy. I think but, they made it look too easy before. It, I think in general, it's a it's a really difficult. Well, the thing that I've been told over and over again is that you know. A lot of filmmakers and others sort of, remember there was a period of time where everybody went to Netflix and one of the reasons was they, they were not going to tell you anything. There were no notes. Just go make your film however you like. Right. And I think that that, and I, at Disney it was the opposite. They would tell you exactly what it was supposed to be. And you know, Indiana Jones ran two hours and 45 minutes. Right. I think in the old world, a, Dis, a, Disney, a, Disney, a managed Disney would have said, you know what, we're doing this two hours and 15 minutes maximum. But you do have to... Tread lightly if you're Disney, you know, you got to get the magical creatures instead of the, the you know. and like the Smurfs, they were not going to have the actors playing the Smurfs that were actually Smurfs. So they were, there was going to be some cultural, they were going to, I don't even yeah, they were good. They were going to have actors that weren't Smurfs playing the Smurfs and that's not fair to the Smurfs. It's just not, it's not. And, I, and I'm okay, not. Papa Smurf. Papa Smurf, yeah. <laughs> Why, what, when they hold their breath, what color do they turn, Andrew? Purple. Bluer. Is that true? Bluer. <laughs> no, they turn normal, maybe. Cheese will be next. Next on Squawk Pod. 
former Kansas City Fed President and CEO Esther George ahead of tomorrow's highly anticipated inflation data. I think if I were in the room uh, this week, I would be happy to wait a bit longer. And that's because we are seeing signs of cooling in the economy. And I think the question will be, will those stall or will they reverse in some ways? At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod. On Friday, Moody's Investors Service revised its outlook for the United States government from stable to negative, underscoring the nation's very large fiscal deficits and the persistent partisan gridlock in Washington as significant factors. This comes ahead of tomorrow's highly anticipated release of October's CPI inflation data, which will give investors a sense of the state of the Fed's fight against inflation. Here's Becky. Joining us to talk more about rates, this week's coming inflation data and the impact of a less favorable outlook on U.S. debt from Moody's is former Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank President and CEO Esther George. Um, Esther, let's just talk first of all about the message to the markets from Chairman Powell. Uh, last week, we, we heard a, a slightly different message from Powell, maybe different emphasis on what he was saying. Um, a lot of people have interpreted this as a more hawkish outlook than he had uh, the week before. Do you see it that way? Good morning, Becky. Yeah, I think the chairman was very clear. He has not um, signaled anything but a question mark about whether rates are sufficiently restrictive to achieve the FOMC's uh, target of 2%. And so until that path becomes clearer, I think you will hear from policymakers that they are going to keep their options open. Meaning that maybe the market got a little ahead of itself, thinking that, okay, that's the last rate cut, or rate hike, and we should be looking for cuts in the future, because that seems to be the market response from a couple weeks ago. Right. I think there has been a lot of questions about the Fed has done a lot, and how much more do they need to do? And so when a pause takes place like this one, it raises a lot of questions about whether inflation data comes in and other aspects of the economy begin to signal to this uh, committee where they should go next. So if you were in the room at this point, if you were still uh, kind of making decisions on what to do next, you'd, you'd be thinking what, and you'd be paying attention to the numbers this week, the inflation numbers this week with a, with a skeptical eye, with a cautious eye? So I think if I were in the room uh, this week, I would be happy to wait a bit longer. And that's because we are seeing signs of cooling in the economy. And I think the question will be, will those stall 
or will they reverse in some way? So again, looking at the inflation trends suggests that inflation has been working its way down slowly. But if the data that comes in and suggests otherwise, I think that's keeping the committee very alert to where it will need to go next. So a good time to watch, but I don't think you can be complacent just yet in terms of knowing that inflation's headed back to that 2% target. Yes, sir, just about every one of the market guests we've spoken with this morning, especially those watching the bond market, are already looking for when the cuts come. Somebody this morning said it, it could come as early as March of next year. Everybody seems to be of the opinion that rates are going to be a lot lower come 2025. Would you agree with that? You think that's a safe bet? So I think when you watch the cooling that we're seeing so far, one might expect that we're not going to see another third quarter GDP number the way we have. And that although the consumer has been quite resilient throughout this period, there are signs, for example, when we look at credit and look at delinquencies, that things are beginning to turn. So I do think that as we look into 2024, it will, of course, be a question of when. I, I don't see it happening early in 2024, but certainly as we get into the year, assuming these trends continue, it is going to be time for the Fed to begin to think about its stance of policy relative to that cooling economy. Okay, that confirms what we've been hearing from people. Um, what, what did you think about Moody's move uh, where they announced that the outlook um, has, they're lowering their outlook for the U.S. Uh, credit? I think this is a a very, very important and critical issue for our country right now. Our fiscal situation is not sustainable. And so however these rating agencies uh, pin their marks on the U.S. economy, I think what is clear is that we're not on a good path and action will be required if we are going to bring the fiscal situation back into uh, one that allows the economy to continue to grow over time that does not put at risk many of the important supports that the federal government uh, provides to our economy. So it's it's a critical issue. And I think these ratings um, are just beginning to confirm what we've known for some time. Esther George, again, is the former president of the Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank. Esther, thank you. Thank you, Becky. Next on Squawk Pod, weight loss drug Wegovy can cut the risk of heart problems by 20%. Obesity Medicine Association President Dr. Angela Fitch on the findings. If you have obesity and you have a known history of cardiovascular disease, those patients should definitely have coverage for this medication. And so it's hopeful that this type of data will show insurance companies that it's worth it to treat obesity. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box here on CNBC Live from the NASDAQ market site uh, in Times Square. Apparently, there was a weekend. Um, <laughs> We blinked and missed it. I'm Joe Kernan, along with uh, Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin. We got some new data from Nova Nordisk showing its weight loss drug, Wagovi, reduced the risk of serious cardiovascular complications in people with obesity and heart disease. 
The study showed that weekly injections of the drug cut the overall risk of heart attacks and stroke by 20%. Joining us right now is Dr. Angela Fitch, president of the Obesity Medicine Association. It's remarkable news. Uh, I know a lot of folks are trying to just make sense of the news unto itself and how the mechanics of it even work. Do you understand it? Well, yes, we do. And again, it is a very exciting and pivotal time in obesity treatment because there's so much bias and stigma on the disease of obesity, which is that, you know, the disease isn't something that needs to be treated. And now that we have data to show a decrease in mortality and an increase, you know, in um, the ability to tolerate this medication, there was a lot of safety data that came out of this trial too for five years. So it's the longest trial we've had with this drug up to date. But do we do we understand the mechanism insofar as it appears that that risk, that cardiovascular risk is reduced before the weight loss takes place, which is such a unique sort of way to think about it, because I, I, I think the conventional wisdom was you needed to reduce your weight first. Well, that was the conventional wisdom, again, because of this bias and stigma around the disease of obesity. You know, and we know now that there's more to it than just the weight loss itself. You know, we're really about helping patients optimize their metabolic health at KnownWell, which is where I work now, and the clinic we created. We created our clinic to look at the metabolic health of individuals and help them optimize that across their entire lifetime in a longitudinal fashion. And this is something that, you know, everyone should be thinking about. It's the same thing with statin drugs as well. We know that while statin drugs lower LDL, they do more than just lower LDL. They prevent the risk of heart attack and stroke. And so again, these medications, you know, work in a similar way by decreasing inflammation. They decrease the um, hypercoagulation that goes along with having obesity. So you're not as likely to have blood clots. And so again, you know, these drugs have very significant effects that we have known for a long time. We just haven't been able to prove it until now. Yeah, that, that's what I'm, I'm seeing now in, in the liter literature, doctor, is that some of the diabetes, I don't, I'm not familiar with a, what a semaglutide is, but uh, for more than a decade, there's been some evidence that there's cardio protection from diabetes drugs. So this is just putting it in, in actual numbers and statistical terms. Is, is that the difference now? So we kind of knew this, I guess. We did, but we didn't know it in people with obesity without diabetes. So the critical oh. feature here is this is patients without diabetes that are taking the drug for obesity. Again, these are not weight loss drugs. These are drugs for obesity. And that is what we're talking about treating here is this disease state that is affecting you know, more than 40% of the United States. And so again, it's very important for us to recognize that obesity is treatable. And now we have a treatment that can prevent heart attack and stroke at the same time. Would someone not obese and not diabetic, but do take one of these drugs for, for their heart health? Well, we don't have that data today, right? And I think, you know, that's gonna take, this tr trial took a long time. It was during the COVID pandemic. So we'd like to thank all of the 17,000 patients that participated and all of the clinicians that helped to lead this trial because it's a very pivotal trial of our time. And again, it took a, 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 an army to do it because it was during COVID, which is very a challenging time to complete clinical trials. So the question that I have is, do you, do you, and now that we know this, how widespread do you think people are gonna be taking this? I mean, it used to be that we were dealing with obesity in the classic sense. Do you think that people of all stripes and sizes are gonna be taking this medicine? Well, I think if you definitely, if you have obesity and you have a known uh, history of cardiovascular disease, so these patients had not only just obesity, but they had a history of cardiovascular disease, 
those patients should definitely have coverage for this medication. That's one of our other issues today is that for the disease of obesity, it is not a standard benefit on insurance policies. And so employers have to choose to add obesity treatment to their package and they have to pay more in premiums. And this is a big deal because we don't have access to these effective treatments for patients like we have for cancer or diabetes or other types of treatment in the United States. And so it's hopeful that this type of data will show insurance companies that it's worth it to treat obesity. Medicare, Medicare has to decide too. This Medicare has to decide and then you gotta figure out the budget out on but then, And then you're gonna have to do a real mathematical model though about how much this drug should cost, how much it's really of, saving, yeah. how much it's, you know. Right. How much it saves versus yes. all the issues that come with. Exactly. Obesity, right. Well, and the good news was with this trial going for five years, there was a lot of good safety data that came out of this data. So again, we know now that these drugs are safe and effective and we do need coverage for this type of treatment uh, for the many Americans that need it. Okay, uh, Dr. Angela Fitch, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. And that's Squawk Pod for today. On our rundown tomorrow, the new Speaker of the House, Representative Mike Johnson. Follow Squawk Pod on your favorite podcast app and turn on notifications to get notified when our next episode comes out. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. Selling smoothies is what I do. But for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too. So he knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.